Yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite, and today we have a special treat. Today we're actually not going to talk about business. We're going to talk about a lot of things that are happening out in the world, and I wanted to bring somebody special on because he posts about this a lot, and he gets a lot of, uh, I'd say, good and hate from both sides, you know, and I think you do that for engagement, um, but I wanted to introduce Kyrie. So Kyrie is a badass when it comes to Facebook ads, but he also does men empowerment, right, and things like that, like relationship coaching, right? Yep. Yeah. So today, um, you know, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to start asking you a couple of, you know, innocent questions and then it's going to get really, really deep. I'm down. Um, one thing that he's never talked about, which I want to talk about, you know, today is going to be like Andrew Tate. Right. Um, and the, the whole scenario there. But let's start off small. I think that, you know, from your Facebook posts, um, you post a lot of things that trigger people. Right. And they yeah. get really defensive. And, and, and I don't know from when you're posting it. Do you, do you mean a lot of the things that you, you're saying or is it you're just posting because you know it's going to get a lot of engagement? No, I mean everything I say. So I, I refuse to go like full troll. Yeah. Um, and I feel say like you're things, almost there though. Say things that are dishonest. I won't say anything that's dishonest. Like, yeah. I, I genuinely believe the things I say. What I will do is remove context sometimes. What I will do is uh, my view of it is my job is to provide a canvas and a prompt. Yeah. And then people get to come paint it with their own emotions, biases, insecurities, yep. their own projections. And I'm cool with them doing that. My job is to provide the canvas. And then usually we end up providing some context either in uh, the comment section or in my messages afterwards. Yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. Because I feel like, um, you know, I've, I've been following you a lot. And I think this only happened. Um, when I say recently, I say maybe like the last year, year and a half or something like that, right? Because before, I don't think you used to do that. When did you start kind of uh, posting in that way, which I think gets you a lot of engagement? 2018. Really? I've posted three times a day since 2018. But in that form, though, where oh, you're yeah. like almost... Uh, My first post was um, that I believe men should be the leaders of their household and that I believe in a patriarchy in the form of household dynamic not necessarily in a way of governing a country. Yeah. And it just went insane. Even really? though I had my caveat in there, it still went crazy. And I was like, oh, this is, it It fed along with what we've talked about before, all the interviews I was doing. I was, I was studying human behavior. I was studying why we think the way we think. And so most of my content now is like, okay, this is a big thing that people are talking about right now. What is the thing? Is there a certain word? So like patriarchy, is there a certain word right. people disagree with? Or do they disagree with the messaging or do they disagree with the tone? What is it that people actually have a problem with here? And most of the time I find out when I post something, people go crazy. I answer questions and I provide context. And then we all end up realizing like, oh, we kind of think the same thing most of the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, and, and let me ask you, like, I'm pretty sure it does. Is that bringing you business from both sides? Or is it, are you like getting one side of the coin? Like people, always want to hire you. So I realize if both sides think, I'm way too far on the other side. I'm in a good spot. Liberal think I'm too conservative. Conservative thinks I'm too liberal. Yeah. Whatever we want to do, politically or anything else, if both sides are a little bit like annoyed by me, I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And so I would say my clients are pretty balanced. I'd yeah. say half of my clients are like looking for a little bit more of the tough, tough masculine, and some of them are looking for a little bit more of like the emotional stability, yeah. um, the calmness, the like centeredness that. I don't think they know how to find sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the what is the actual balance? What is, you know, you yourself believe and think when you're posting these things? Cuz is it cuz it is sometimes like you said like, you know, uh, I think 
you do um you know trigger both like mm. the right and the left you know which is kind of crazy like yeah. usually people only trigger one side um but you trigger both you know on different topics it's a challenge uh, the only <laughs> genuine point is just because it's a challenge yeah i realized when like i would talk to fr- even people who are friends of mine yeah when a hot topic comes up kanye west right, right now right I knew what everybody was going to post. If you brought up your name, I pretty much could have written your post for you. Yeah. I just don't want that. Yeah. I don't want when a popular topic comes up, I don't want everybody to just know what Kyrie's going to say about it. Right. I would just much rather say, here's my genuine opinion, or here's a piece of my genuine opinion that I'm going to allow you to take whichever direction you'd like. And then again, in my comment section, I can provide more context and we can have a better understanding if people are open to it. Yeah. Well, good. Cause this conversation is going to be all about that diving into what you actually believe, you know? Yeah. So, uh, about the Kanye thing, um, what do you think about that so far? I don't know anything about it. Nothing. I knew people were freaking out about Kanye and I posted something saying Kanye West. Like, <laughs> I, I think I just posted, can this be a hub for people who just don't care at all yeah, about what's yeah. happening with Kanye? Yeah. Cause I, it's so hard for me. Celebrity stuff is really hard for me to pay attention to. Cause yeah. I mean, I like I have a lot going on in my personal life right, right. now, and so congratulations. By the way, he just got you, he just had a wedding. Thank you. So congratulations. So I just I couldn't imagine like letting somebody who has zero effect on me pull me away from that. Yeah. In any capacity, so I don't even know what he said. I don't know what he did. I'm assuming it's a marketing ploy, and I congratulate him on his successful marketing ploy. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So um, what one thing that I wanted to mention is uh. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you mentioned off air that you haven't spoken anything yet about like on, on the Andrew Tate situation. However, I feel as if right now there um, is like a, you know, I wouldn't say like a major attack, but like I definitely think that they're silencing a lot of people now than they were before. Yeah. I think it first started off with like Alex Jones um, and then, you know, progressed to Trump, which everybody thought was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it, Andrew Tate and then now it's being, you know, Kanye. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole, you know, cancel culture? So I think I think holding people accountable, absolutely yes. What does that look like, though? I think having discourse. I think multiple people saying whatever the fuck they want about him. I don't know if we can cuss on here. Yeah. People saying whatever they want about him because he's allowed to say whatever he wants about them or collectively about whoever. Um, I just don't like the deplatforming thing. I disagree with it. I also understand it from the perspective of the platform. The platform has to protect what they've built. They're allowed to protect what they built, their private entities, some yeah. of them, um, at least in their decision making. And so I think also you have to say this is part of what comes with the territory I've, I've chosen to embark upon using examples like Alex Jones. So I've seen this happen before. If I'm a highly intelligent person, I have to say at what point did they cross the line, the line of this is going to end you not on this platform anymore. And I think we can start teasing the line I think we can play around with it a little bit, but completely jumping over, it can absolutely work because I think his business is probably doing better than ever before because he created a martyr. Like he is now a martyr to that, to those people. Yeah. I just think a long term, it does also then remove a lot of the people who did have, who could have heard great things from him, who could have heard things that uh, he had it seems like just started posting right when he was getting deplatformed. Yeah. He kind of calmed himself down a little bit yep. and then they shut off the lights. Imagine if you had started toning it back three months earlier. And I'm not saying he needed to do anything different. I wonder what would have happened if you start toning it down a little bit earlier and ease people into the actual message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think he would have been as famous though, if you would have done so? Yeah. Cause the ball was already rolling. 
The point is to get the momentum. I mean, this is the, like the marketing brain going. Yeah. The point is to get the momentum going. The ball's already rolling downhill. You don't really need to feed it anymore. I mean, yeah. we had how many TikTok accounts Fuck, posting so only many. Tate stuff constantly. The ball's already rolling. That's the time to, to scale it back. And you don't know in the moment. You don't know until it's too late. So True. it's like not even something you can fault him for. Do you think he, do you think he crossed the line? To me? Yeah. No. Like, uh, but I, I'm like total free speech. Yeah. You say whatever you want as long as it's not like actively inciting violence against right. somebody. Um, so no. But to the platform, yeah. I, I hear everything. I don't hear everything. Snippets I've heard, yeah, you're crossing a line to that platform. That doesn't mean that it's wrong and horrible and you're an evil person. But given the context of where you're posting this content or where the content is being posted, even if it's not you, that's where it kind of came out of his hands. He doesn't have control anymore. Yeah. So let's look at somebody like um, like Trump, right, who, you know, was the president you know, of the United States. Um, I think, like, his line is uh, a lot bigger than Andrew Tate's was. Um, do, you think, do you think he ended up crossing the line um, to, to, to the point where he could be deplatformed? De I don't know. Because, like, it's the cliche with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I hate using that. But it was one, it, it's something where, like, he was energizing a group. And he was energizing a group by his own doing or not to storm the capital of a country. I think that crosses a line. Again, it may not have been the intent. It may not have been anything that he had anything to do with. But when you're energizing a group that is irresponsible, I think you have to bear a piece of the responsibility. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I would argue that, like, I feel like all groups have um, irresponsible, you know, people. Sure. That, that, but I don't see that happening on the left, you know. I don't see that happening at all. Um, don't see what happening. I don't see – there's not one person that I know of, and I, I could be completely wrong, from the left that has been deplatformed. And I feel like they say some crazy-ass shit sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I genuinely don't know. Because, like, the, the people that we know of, right, and, and obviously, again, you know, I, like, I think that's my point. It's like we only know uh, people on the right that are getting deplatformed. But those are the people that were around. What do you mean? We're the, oh, that were around. We're entrepreneurs. Right. We're, we're far skewed to the right. This right. is where it gets difficult on our platform. Facebook is, is where you and I met, where we have most of our interaction. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. It's a bubble of online marketers and entrepreneurs, yeah. and almost everybody skews to the right. So everything <laughs> we're consuming, most of the time, is skewed toward the right. That's why the number one thing I have people do, because I mostly work with guys like in their early and mid-20s, is go start looking at other platforms. Go start looking at people who believe in stark contrast to your beliefs yeah and genuinely try to understand where they're coming from because we're none of us are doing that and i think when you're one of the few who does that you start seeing a little bit more of a balanced and nuanced conversation so i think we're just in a bubble when it comes to entrepreneurship that is so true i yeah you're right because i didn't think about that like i feel like uh you know everybody knows everybody uh mm -hmm. in the internet space or like internet marketing space you know um, and if you don't know them, you will know them pretty soon because, yeah. or you know of them, right? Or you know, know them. Sean Whalen, Ed Milet, yep, like all of the people. They're the main people that speak all the and time. They're all right leaning. Yeah, yeah Bradley, yeah. who's yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. No, that's uh, that's crazy. And I think, um, yeah, do you think we're just not allowing ourselves to see uh, the other side, or is it just not prevalent? It's just not, you know, in our in our view. Like, yeah, I think people are disinterested. Yeah. I want to believe what I believe. 
Yeah. I don't want to hear about what you believe. I want to believe what what fits what I already think. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to consume content. I'm going to have my own confirmation bias. I'm going to consume content that reinforces what I already believe. And I'm not so interested in the opposition. I think we just need to become a little bit more interested in what the other side genuinely has to say, not necessarily with the point of disproving them, but can I see how you came to that conclusion? Because that's really the only way I'm changing anything. Yep. I do it in my coaching business. I do it in my marketing business. If I can solidify your current belief and I can understand how you got to that conclusion, I can help walk you back toward my opinion or my belief. And I do that a lot in my content. Yeah. So that's why my content is sometimes triggering or kind of light a fire under somebody who obviously you felt something when you read this thing. Yeah. We can first seek to understand why do you think that I ask questions all the time in my comment section. If I can understand why you came to the conclusion you came to, I can then help you walk your way toward what I believe. You don't have to accept it, but I can at least have a civil discourse with you. I can at least agree to disagree at the end of the day. There's no animosity most yeah. of the time. Sometimes yeah, there is, yeah. but most of the time there's not. <laughs> most of the time. I mean, I, I see a couple of people that are always on your post, dude, always. Oh, yeah, and then I'll get messages or screenshots of like, hey, this guy's messaging me. Like, yeah. is he okay? Yeah. This guy? No, he, he's triggered. Yeah. He's not oh okay, he's gosh. triggered. Yeah, so he'll start oh. messaging my friends. Yeah. What's up with this guy? Yeah, I'm like, dude, relax. It's yeah. Facebook. Calm down. Like, <laughs> it's the internet, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, no, because I, I had this guy yesterday, his name's Jeff Fenster, and I was talking to him about some of this stuff too, and he was saying like, dude, like, I can have my beliefs, you can have your beliefs, we can talk about it. Um, sometimes I don't even have to, you know, um, talk about my beliefs. Like, I feel like a lot of people right now are in a space where they feel so important that their opinion matters that they have to get you, oh. Kyrie, to understand my point of view. You're like, in PR. Relax. You see it all day. Yeah. Oh, my God. The ego is, like, up here. You and know? then, But then that's the thing is we meet these people in person dead silent. Yeah. Or super meek and well, super dude. mild. I think dead silent, Ugh. yeah, like compared, like I, even me, right? If I have some a disagreement with you, I'm gonna stay dead silent. Look, mm-hmm. like you would crush me, bro. Oh, I get you. You would just yeah. back at me, and I'm done. You know, <laughs> um, I feel like if somebody was telling me something, yeah, oh, yeah, they'd puff out their chest, you know, look down on me, and you be just like, call Kyrie, exactly, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing around, but um, yeah, I I agree. You know, I think of I think I think there's a lot of keyboard warriors, but I also do think, like I mentioned, people. I don't know why people feel this need to feel important enough to kind of, you know, I don't know, share that. We're incentivized. I mean, likes and comments are our currency right now, right? Especially especially once COVID started, all we're doing is being online all day. And so likes and comments become your currency for attention. This is yeah. what I'm incentivized to get more of. I'm not incentivized to get more of honesty. I'm not incentivized to get more, like, deep human connection. I'm incentivized to get more likes, comments, and shares. Yeah. So why would I do anything different? But I understand why you do it, you know? Because um, I don't think you're doing it in a way to, like, plant your fucking flag on the floor and be like, look, this is what I believe with, believe in or fuck off, you Bro, know? I'm totally cool being wrong. Yeah. And I think I get it. There's, like, I'll go on a run of, like, three or four comments and really, or posts. Most of my content I write at night at the movie theater on my phone while I'm watching some garbage. I watched Black Adam. Stupid movie. It wasn't good? Garbage movie. They don't have to watch But it. I wrote like 12 posts while I'm in there having a great time. Yeah. So when I write my posts, people don't realize, like, people think I'm angry. People think I'm like this mean person. You've, you've yeah. been around me. You've met me. I just don't have that in me 99.9% of the time. Right. So when I post these things, I'm like, it's, it's never, ever in malice. It's never, ever, I'm going to shit talk. Yeah. 
but it's never like I'm not trying to beat anybody down. Yeah. I'm not trying to make you feel horrible. I'm trying to make you analyze the way you currently think. Absolutely. And I want you to sometimes question yourself. I want yeah. you to uh, sometimes be triggered by the thing I say because it's going to cause the analysis to happen. When sometimes you haven't or you've wanted to push away any opposition the way you currently think, I can serve as a beacon for that. Because if I post something you disagree with, but I've got 150 comments and a bunch of people agreeing with me, you now feel energized to say yeah. what you believe yeah. and either have your beliefs uh, reinforced by people liking your comment on my post or torn down by people in my comment section coming after you or, or at least even asking you questions. Yeah. Do you feel it's ego for the reason why people are you know, commenting on that post and trying to state their beliefs? Because, huh? you know, I have friends that uh, that uh, that, you know, are, are um, and I, I don't want to mention names, but like. They're big on on making sure that they're right or right like yeah. that they uh you know so so they, they want to comment they want to like you know do that type of stuff yeah uh what why do you think that is I think there is a there's a desire to be heard sometimes it, it shows up as ego sometimes it absolutely is ego I think most of the time we want to be heard okay when I talk to like I help some of my clients through uh, content especially on Facebook and I talk about like most people can't build a following. Most people, most like very good intention people, they're probably good at what they do, don't know how to build a following around them or build people who are interested in what they have to say. And a lot of the way I built it was by asking questions and asking relevant questions. Yeah. And then providing context or writing something that was a little bit harsh and topical without any context so that it starts drawing people in. When you can become the hub for the conversation, I think you start to see more conversations happen around you. I think you start to see your influence grow. Yeah. I think most people are just, let me talk about me yeah. and how awesome I am constantly. And we all do it to an extent. But I think when I can provide the platform for the conversation, I become a powerful hub for conversation and communication to happen. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you. And in fact, I think you do a really good job of um, sometimes you post that like you have tough conversations with your clients, mm -hmm. right? Which I think, you know, naturally needs to happen sometimes. Um, and the way that you do it, I'm assuming is also, you know, question based where like, you know, I don't know how it looks like, but I'm also assuming that with your relationship coaching that, like you said, you're trying to get maybe the man to see the woman's side of you and the woman's to see the man's side of you. Right. Constantly. Yeah. And, and how does that work? Because sometimes I feel like our brains are wired differently, completely different. They are. So we think, so there's a perfect example. I don't want to use your relationship as an example. Um, why? I, I wouldn't want to put you on the spot. Are you cool with it? Um, I can edit this out. How do you feel I about like it? How do you feel about your girlfriend? I love her mm -hmm. a lot. That's it. Um, I love her a lot. Uh, I love the fact that she takes care of our daughter. Um, she definitely takes care of our home life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I try to help her out as much as I can. Uh, or actually, I do uh, with, the, with the bills, with everything that she needs, with the dog grooming, all that type of stuff. All she needs yeah. to do really is, uh, um, I want her to be happy and still take care of the home. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me a lot of what you think about her. Yeah. I asked you what you felt about her. <laughs> yeah. That's if true. I asked her what she thought about you, she would tell me how she felt about you. Mm, so if powerful. I if I'm naturally asking most men, I do the same thing. Any client I've talked to in a relationship, I'll ask them the same question. How do you feel about her? Yeah. Oh, well, I think this and I think this and I think she's awesome. And I think, you know, we have a great dynamic and I think we communicate well. You just told me what you thought. Yeah. But I ask you what you feel. Your initial communication style is going to be what you think. Her initial communication style is going to be what she feels. Yeah. So the best way for me to communicate with you is by feeling. And if I'm unwilling to do that, 
I'm just unwilling to have like a smart conversation with my partner yeah. or I'm unaware. Right. So until we have that conversation, you're completely unaware that that's the way to do it. Yep. So, and I think it is the unawareness part, right? Because even you made me uh, aware of something, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not something that I want to talk about here, obviously, because nah, it's... Uh, don't need to. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, that's so that's that's true. And I think, uh, I mean, how did you get into that? Like, how do you know this type of stuff? Did you do any coaching or... I talk to a lot of people. I've interviewed over a thousand people. Like women? everybody dude from like i used to take homeless people in san francisco yeah i used to drive for lyft and uber uh like 2014 15 and i used to take homeless people to get four dollar all you can eat pancakes at denny's damn and i would just talk to them hey yeah. can i just talk to you i did 65 end of life interviews i interviewed people within uh six to 12 months of them dying like they know they're going to die yeah some of them i was one of the last like relevant well thought out conversations they had had we'd play chess we'd play checkers we'd do random stuff and i would just talk yeah um to i, I started off with friends and family teachers i actually interviewed my now wife yeah i didn't even remember it damn she was like my 12th interview out of a, over a thousand and she remembers like the phone call she was like out on her parents front porch she remembers the conversation she remembers the questions i asked i just tried to talk to as many people as i could because I wanted to start looking at patterns. What makes people successful? What makes them unsuccessful? What makes them happy? What makes them not fulfilled? What are we actually afraid of? Yeah. So I would just try to get that out of people. And I was an innocent 19-year-old kid. So people were willing to be, I think, a lot more open with me than they right. are with each other. Um, so my innocence really helped me extract actually like good conversation from people. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, that's, that's good. So that's where you got like most of the... I think like human behavior, like how Almost you kind of understand. Of yeah. yeah. So um, when it comes to relationships, what are you finding is the most uh, difficult thing that people are struggling with? Communication. Really? I, it's just all about like, you I want to be heard first. I'm not looking to hear you first. And yeah. I think the way that we do it, the only way we do it is if we can both be interested in what the other person has to say before what I have to say, I think we work out well, but that takes trust that most people I don't think have in their relationships. If I know that I'm being considered, I'm not worried about you considering my side. Yep. I know you're already considering it. Yep. That's why when we talk about like man leading the relationship, like patriarchy, all that stuff, my wife just knows that any decision I'm making, she's being considered in. Yeah. She knows that I'm not saying anything or doing anything without thinking about the impact on her and our daughter and our you know baby coming up. I, I just don't think she even has to have any concern about it. So when we have decisions to make, she just knows that I know what she would say because we've talked about it enough. We lay in bed talking about it. We spent the first few months of our relationship talking a lot about it, doing the work before it became important. So yeah. that by the time it does come and become important, this is muscle memory to us. It's just what we do. Yeah. But how do you rewind that for somebody that's like in an, in you know heated discussion? They lost a lot of trust with their partner. Um, they love them very much, but you know, like shit happens and stuff like that. How do you take them back to that part where they are now? deciding to trust each other again and yeah yeah i mean this is it's hard because shit doesn't just happen we're not random particles moving around nothing's random we don't nothing just happens any but that's a, a convenient story we tell ourselves things just happen or they just changed or i just changed i think the only problem happens is when you change without their knowledge without incorporating them into your changes that you're making in your life yeah so from what i saw like with married couples and what caused people to get a divorce most of the time, one person changed and they didn't tell the other person. They didn't make the other person aware of it or the other person was unwilling to become aware of it. So I think a lot of it is establishing a new baseline for the relationship. 
because like you said, a lot of people are 10, 15, 20 years in even and don't understand each other. And it's like, you can, it's easy to just say, uh, you know, just have a conversation about it. But right. I think it's a series of conversations and it's a series of re-solidifying and re-getting to know each other that people are completely unwilling to do. Because if I convince myself that I completely know you, I know everything about you, I'm not curious anymore. I'm right. not looking to hear anything new. Yeah. 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 And how do, how do you navigate that with your relationship? Because I know you said it's muscle memory, but I'm pretty sure, um, you know, I'm guessing, but I think it's an educated guess. Like you guys aren't perfect, you know, either. So, like, how do you navigate that knowing that you're in the space? Mm -hmm. We do it before, before it gets big. We've had two arguments in almost three years. No way. And we've never yelled at each other. Not once. We don't scream at each other. We don't leave the house. Yep. We yep. don't do anything crazy. Like, it, it, the most it'll get is, like, a tense, like, firm tone from one or the other. Yeah. And that's kind of it. And it never lasts more than 45 minutes. Yeah. We've never, like, gone to bed super angry. Yeah. We've never, yep. fuck you, I'm leaving. Yeah. None of that. So I, I just think we handle them be small problems before they become big problems. I think a lot of times what people do is they'll push off small problems. It's not big enough to address yet. I don't want to deal with it yet. I'm already tired, especially when you have a kid. Yeah. Oh, she's already like with the, you know, with the baby. You guys have had a baby. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have sex for a few months afterwards. So like, when's the time for us to talk about it? Yep. There's just, uh, oh, she looks like she's walking around okay. Like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel, yeah, so there's just like. Having the small conversations before they become big conversations, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. I can walk in and I can know if something's off with her if I stayed at the casino for too long or if I've been in too many meetings this week yeah. or if I've smoked four cigars this week when I normally only smoke two in a week. Yeah. Like, I can just kind of feel it out now and we just address it then. And thankfully, like, and I would suggest this book for anybody reading the book Attached. Okay. It teaches you about attachment style. So I know that she's an anxious attachment style. Something's wrong. She can't hide it, and she needs to talk about it right now. Yeah. I'm a secure attachment style. If you need to talk about it right now, I'm totally down. If you need a few days to think about it, and then we talk about it, I'm totally down. The avoidant attachment style is I need time, and time turns into we just never talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hate that. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. And But how, how do you – so – walk me through if you're okay an example of what something small like you know you being at the casino too long and you know she's you know i don't know doesn't feel too good about it like how does that how does that conversation come up it's just you know because it is small right yeah but um you know maybe a, too many of those can lead into something lead into something big um how do you fix those small ones really quickly yeah i'll, I'll start hearing her short answers when i walk in yeah or like normally she's excited to ask me about my meeting or about my day and then i don't like, it doesn't happen. And so usually I'll come in with a joke. I'll come in with, hey, do you need me to tell you you're pretty and that I love you? Yeah. And then, like, that kind of opens her up into, like, okay, cool, now we can talk about it. Like, there's something around clearing the air a little bit where it'll normally be a joke from my end about it. Or even sometimes with her, like, she'll just walk up with pouty eyes or pouty face and, like, hey, can you just tell me I'm pretty? Yeah. And that's yeah. usually kind of our lead-in to the conversation. That's good. Yeah. So it's definitely not abrasive then. Right, because some people, Never. when they have issues, they're abrasive as fuck. Right, um, yeah. we've all been through those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that sounds incredibly healthy, right? Uh, I think you guys. What I think, what I'm hearing is that you guys have a lead in to to be able to know you guys are gonna have a conversation, and it both puts your guys' guard down. That's exactly it. again. I know I'm gonna be considered, so I don't have to get defensive. Yeah, I'm only defensive is if I don't trust you 
to consider my feelings or consider the way that I'm thinking about this, consider my perspective, then I have to be defensive because if you're not going to do it for me, I have to do it for you. True. Me. If you're not going to consider me, I have to stop considering you. And then where do we go? We just butt heads. And the most arguments happen that way. Yeah. And so if we just both have our guards down because we've both shown repetitively that we're able to handle the other person's thoughts, emotions, feelings, we just don't have anything that we're afraid of now with each other. Right. Now it's you and me versus whatever the problem is. It's not you and versus me because of the problem. Yeah. Does one person have to initiate it, though? Because I feel like, you know, when there's an issue, um, they're in that state of, like, you're not considering me, so I'm considering me and I'm not considering you. I feel like one person have, has to drop their pride to be like, you know, like you said, be like, hey, you know, um, open it up with a joke because you know you need to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that true? Like one person has to kind of initiate it usually? It, so sometimes one of us initiates it. I'd say most of the time um, it, it's a look we'll give each other. If we've been a little bit quiet with each other <clears throat> for the day, there's just like a shared, all right, I'm done being pouty or I'm done like yeah. not talking about this. And so now it's usually like we can solve it with, we ready? Okay, cool. Let's talk about yeah, it. Like yeah. usually like baby goes down to bed, you know, we're relaxing, getting ready for bed, lay in bed. Okay. Now what was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Finding the right time, you mm -hmm. know, um, that makes a lot of sense because I also think people are not good at timing, right? Horrible. I mean, oh my gosh, dude, I've seen people do it in public. Like, so, yes. Go go ahead. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful one of the many things that makes me thankful for the woman that I've chosen is she couldn't imagine having any, any, anything in public. And I'll do the same thing. She could be wrong in public. And I will argue with anybody about her being right. As soon as we're home, we actually have the conversation. Same thing with me. Yeah. She would never try to call me out in public if I said something wrong, if I did something wrong, unless it was like atrocious. But this just doesn't happen. I'm a pretty balanced and calm person. If we have any disagreement, it happens behind doors about something, about the way somebody handled something. Yeah. She can have a conversation with my mom that I don't necessarily agree with her. My mom are like best friends. Um, but hey, I don't I don't like exactly how that was handled. It'll never happen in front of the other person. It'll yeah. never happen in front of any sort of audience. It only happens back at home. And we're both feel safe to do that. Yeah. I trust you in public enough to where you're not gonna blow our family up or do anything crazy. Right. So now we get to just have our problems be, you know, the 10 seconds that they take to solve. Yeah. I think a common issue, or I don't know if it's common or not, but I know um, there is sometimes maybe a power struggle between the mother and the wife. Um, what do you kind of think of that dynamic? Because, you know, I don't know, there's like this thing on Twitter sometimes where it's like, you know, would you, would you give your mom the front seat or your wife the front seat or, you know, shit like yeah. that. Um, how do you... Um, Let's say somebody's coming to you about that, right? How do you fix that dynamic? My mom knows she'll get cut off quick. Yeah? For my wife. One million times out of a million. Okay. Yeah. It would never not happen. See, so, okay, so this is a good conversation because I, uh, I mean, I don't know, we might agree, but I, I, from that blanket statement, I don't agree, you okay. know? Um, but Who's I want to hear your side, though. I want to hear your side. <laughs> um, I mean, well, what do you mean by cut off? Because I don't want to assume anything. If, if, like, there was a knockdown, drag out, anything, yeah. for any reason, my mom's cut off. Okay, got it. So, for me, it's whoever's right. 
So uh, for me, it's like, uh, you know, because my girlfriend's not right all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know that. Uh, and my mom's definitely not right all the time. Yeah. You know, and I know that too. And I think, um, you know, whenever there's issues between them, it, if there's ever like issues between them, there's only been like a couple in like mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, I'll, uh, I'm not going to like, I'm not picking and choosing between like my wife and my mom, you know, Never like a problem. Yeah. Who do you uh, live with? Um, I live with my wife. Who do you have kids with? I live with, uh, I, 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 yeah, I have kids with my wife. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the reason why though. Yeah. It's because, um, uh, although I live with her now, um, and you know, I have kids with her, mm-hmm. it doesn't make me oblivious to the fact that, you know, if she's wrong, she's wrong. That's true too. You know, but can you be wrong? And I still took your side. Um, then we can come back and repair later. And if my mom's just interested in repairing, yeah. Once we've talked about it behind the scenes, yeah. Where does she have to go? Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a difficult one for me yeah. because um, I still feel like uh, if if because both of them, I care about them very dearly. They probably were you gonna say equally? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I care about them very uh, very dearly, dearly, right? Um, but I I don't want to if. If my girlfriend is wrong, um, I can she can still be wrong and me not choose my mom's side. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I think so. I think you could still. So that's why I'm saying is I'm still I'm choosing her side all the time, even yeah. if she's wrong. Yeah, but I think you just said the same thing. Um, I don't think so. Okay, but 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 I mean, this is good though, right? Like, because I think. What do you mean then? Because you said I can still choose her side without her being right. Um, no, I can still choose, uh, I can still choose, like, I'm not choosing sides. Um, I'm choosing to repair this fucking okay, gotcha. s- situation, you know, gotcha. whatever the situation is. Like, my girlfriend can be wrong, and I still don't have to t- uh, take my mom's side, but I'm still not taking my, my, my girlfriend's side because she's wrong. Gotcha. You know, like, let's just fix the situation. Because um, my goal, the right side, um, I'm taking your both sides. Like, we're all family, you know, like, let's get this, uh, like, let's get this fixed. So, um, to me, it's important to me because um, I, and I'll tell you why, and maybe you'll know because of context. Like, yeah. um, you know, my mom wasn't necessarily uh, best friends with my dad's mom. And I saw that and I saw how, like, you know, my, my, my dad's mom treated her at times and my dad didn't come to defend. Um, so, you know, that's Huge an issue. Problems. Yeah. And that, I'm also speaking hypothetically. My mom and my wife love each other. Right. My parents moved, just moved 20 minutes from us. Yeah. So they can that's be closer good. to the baby. Yep. Like, they're, they genuinely are best friends. Yeah. So I, I'm speaking only in hypotheticals. They've, I don't think they've ever really had a problem. And any, like, small thing, my mom can be oblivious sometimes. Any Same. small thing my mom has said, she gets a text from me about it. Yeah. I'm willing to be the bad guy so I don't ruin your guys' relationship with one another. Yeah. But the question was, if I had to choose, I'm choosing my wife. Yeah. One million times out of a million. Yeah. There's, like, zero deviance. There's, yeah, I'm not, uh, there's no chance of the other side happening. Right, right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, I think. Uh, okay. How about this? Let's say. So, so in that situation, then, how would you repair it? You're you're okay with being the bad guy and like texting your mom and then getting that repaired first, and then kind of everything else being yeah, good. Yeah, it's usually a voice message. Okay. I come across better voice, voice messages yeah. for text. Just because I, you know, I grew up with my mom. My mom was a single mom. She raised both my brother and I. Yeah. So like. I know how to communicate with this personality versus my wife's personality. And so sometimes with my mom, it's just more, this is what you said, or this is what you did, and this is how it can be perceived. Yeah. Are you aware that that's how it could have been perceived? Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
So that's very that's a very healthy convo. Yeah, I'm not. I'm do the same. I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm not doing anything <laughs> crazy. Yeah, well, it's because like when you say like, oh yeah, cut off, or I'm choosing, you know, my my wife nine times out of ten. Um, like if I know it came down to there having to be a choice, right? One million percent. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it doesn't come down to something like that. Yeah. If it did, which was I think that was the original question, right? Is right. if it did come down to that, yeah, my mom's cut off one million times out of a million. Yeah. yeah. But. The hope is we can be effective enough communicators where that never has to be a concern. Right, right. And I think for most people, though, that are having those issues, um, you know, they can learn from that. Like, it doesn't have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think when shit like that happens, sometimes they just, like, drop communication yeah. at all. I'd also rather have tension with my mom than tension with my wife. Tension with my mom is not inside my household every single day. Yeah. I think that's part of the choice. I think that's part of a long-term commitment that we're making, hopefully a forever commitment that, that yeah. most people end up making with each other, that I'm going to choose peace at home and we can deal with outside of the house together. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. So how about <laughs> how about having the tough conversations with your clients? Yeah. Um, how does that end up usually working? I'm assuming pretty much similar. I mean, most of the time I'm seen as like a big brother to them. Yeah. So like Nick, we were talking about before, Yeah, he also lived with me for a while. So I, I kind of treat all my clients respectfully like they're younger brothers of mine, even sometimes older clients. Like you came to me for a reason and sometimes my job is to be the older brother. Sometimes it's to be a good friend to you right now. Um, sometimes it's to be like the judgmental, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, there, It's just, I can put on different hats, but there's an underlying level of like, I work with all my clients one-on-one. So I love my clients. We end up becoming really good friends. I don't, I can't think of a personal client I've had where I wouldn't allow them at my house, where I wouldn't allow them around my wife and my child. Yeah. Like most of them have been over to my house, at least for dinner. Multiple of them have stayed with me for multiple nights, you know, whenever they're in town. Yep. Like I try to really keep a close connection with my clients so that when I do have to have tough conversations, they know it's coming from a place not of, fuck you, you're a horrible person, but hey, who you've told me you're looking to become, this doesn't fit. And can we start creating a conversation closer to who you've told me that you're looking to become and that my job is to help hold you accountable for who you said you want to be? Yeah. Who is that to you? What do you mean? Who is that person that holds you accountable? Uh, My guy Ron, Reggie, Troy, Cody, um... Probably it for right now. Yeah, and, and the same conversations happen like that, where it's like, hey, you know, maybe you're acting out of, uh, maybe not out of integrity, because I don't, that's that's never something that would happen, but like, uh, maybe you're acting out of a place where, hey, this is not you or something like that. Because um, who, how does it, how does it look like coming from your friends, or from those people? It doesn't happen too often, um, and even actually my wife too. Like there have been multiple times where she'll hear me on a call or she'll hear me, you know, talking to somebody or. Some conversation is happening, and she'll ask me a question. It'll always be posed as a question. Hey, babe, when you said that, is there a better way you could have put that? Or were you, at some point, you went from being informative to um, to going a little bit deeper because you wanted to sound good or you wanted to sound like you knew what you were saying or talking about? Yeah. Um, and so I think small things... Are, are mostly the way that it comes about. But again, I don't really have those conversations very often. Every yeah. once in a while, I'll get a screenshot of one of my posts with a question of what I meant or what was the intention, and then we just have a conversation about it. Yeah. But there's no, yeah, you fucked up. 
you know, bad little boy, anything right, like right, that. Right. Nobody's in that position. Yeah. But mostly it's like opened up to discourse. Got it. Got yeah. it. Would you ever put somebody in that position? No. Okay. How come? Uh, my reference point or that position for me is an internal thing that I've set up, which is me in 20 years. So the only person who gets to yell at me, who gets to scold me is me in 20 years. And that person lives in my head. And so it doesn't get to represent itself as anybody else. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and I know we don't have that much time left, but I, I, I would want to talk about that a little bit because, um, for me, I think iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Um, and this is just my perspective that like, although I agree you're in a very good headspace right now, I'm not too sure that's going to be the case all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you're that to other people, but the only person that you that it that uh that is that to you is your internal self from 20 years later, mm-hmm. I think there could be like a discrepancy maybe. So that's where those other guys come in is when I ask for it. Yeah, they're willing to be that. Okay, so you're aware gets, enough where you're like, yeah, boom. Yeah. Nobody gets to just step in and be that. Yeah. Without permission. Yeah. But got it. like for my clients, even. I didn't get to be that without their permission. They've hired me to be that for them. Yeah. And so for the guys around me, they know that I'm aware enough to where things were falling apart at home, business, whatever, that I would reach out and I would go stay on Ron's ranch for a week with him. Yeah. yeah. I would go stay on Jesse's ranch for a week with him. I'd go visit Cody in, in Oklahoma. Yeah. Like they know I'll make a flight and just say, Hey man, I just need to talk. We just need to (laughs) iron something out. No, that's good. Super clear. Okay, good. Because I'm like, I was like, oh shit, you know, like you're the end all. It's not like untouchable. Nobody can tell me anything. Nobody can tell me I'm wrong. It's just again, nobody can tell me that without permission and be taken seriously. And the people I do take seriously would never attempt to do that without permission. Yeah. No, that's good. You're setting boundaries very clear, so that way when you ask for it, you know what's you know uh, not necessarily what's coming, but um, you definitely you know you're in the right direction. Well, you can even see it. Like if you see any of my Facebook posts asking for advice yeah i'm never asking for advice i'm showing here's what people's advice looks like and look at how much of a hot piece of garbage most of this advice is yeah yeah so i ask for your best marriage tips and then underneath i said how long have you been married are you divorced yep. like are you still happy with your partner give me those first before you give me advice same right. thing with parenting advice let me talk to your kids first yeah before you give me any parenting advice let me see the fruits of your parenting labor. Yeah. Exactly. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that, you know, because yeah. because uh, you're not just letting information come freely. Like you're very much putting up a boundary. And look, hey, if you got the credentials or if I like the your parenting style or I like your family dynamic, yeah. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to that. You're not just dissecting everything. And that's my responsibility to go seek those people out. Yeah. I need to go find people whose family dynamic I really agree with. I need to go find people whose business uh, partnerships and relationships and like the support system they've set up that I really agree with. And I can go create more of that for myself. Yeah. I'm just not letting the internet tell me how to live anything. Cause the internet, like, I just think it's the average person. The average person isn't very smart. Yeah. They're not very sociable. They're not good at taking other people's, uh, experiences into account. So yeah. I just don't expect that from them. I just wouldn't allow that in, into my, uh, into my view. Awesome, dude. Well, you crushed this podcast. Where can people find you? Thank you, man. I uh, I think Instagram is easiest, at Kyrie, K-Y-R-E-E on Instagram. Um, 
That's probably going to be the easiest way. I was going to like, I'm not going to give my, my email. <laughs> Here's my address. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram's right. probably the easiest. What about um, Facebook? Because I, I mean, I yeah, like Facebook, Kyrie Oliver. Um, I got to go clear people out now. If <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. want a podcast, I got to go call some some old people from the from the list. Uh, I don't remember the link to it, but if you look up Kyrie Oliver, you'll see my face on it. And I'm friends with you. So if they're yeah. friends with you. Cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. You yeah. crushed it. And it was a you know, good conversation. For Thank sure. you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cool, cool, cool.